0: It's time to take the quiz. 5 questions, 5 minutes a day, 5 days a week.
1: Take the quiz every weekday at the quiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you
2: did. Play, share, and of course listen to the quiz at the quiz.fox.
3: Live from the Fox News radio studios in New York City, fresh off the set of Fox and Friends. It's America's receptive voice. Brian Kilmeade.
4: Hey, my name is Joe Kelly, filling in for Brian Kilmeade today, and I'm coming to you from the Florida Freedom Zone. Well, we typically think of it as the Florida Freedom Zone until what happened yesterday morning uh, at Mar-a-Lago as... uh, (laughs) The FBI made a raid on Mar-a-Lago while the president was in New York City. Uh, They were there for for a number of hours yesterday morning in in a pre-dawn heavily armed raid uh, with federal agents with big guns on their shoulders. Uh, It it, it seemed uh, certainly an unnecessary uh, uh, use of power and a show of force. Uh, but that, of course, uh, will, will time will tell as to exactly how necessary that was. And I'm afraid that this morning we probably have a lot more questions than answers. Uh, I'm so glad you're joining us here on The Brian Kilmeade Show. Again, my name is Joe Kelly here in the Florida Freedom Zone. If you want to join the show, you can call in at 866-408-7669. That's 866-408-7669. And I want to start the show, and, and I think this really gives a good perspective And this is going to be the million dollar question that everybody is going to have today and perhaps in the days ahead. And Jonathan Turley this morning on Fox and Friends uh, really kind of broke it down for us. Cut three, please.
5: That's a mystery to me. I'm not too sure why, unless they were alleging that they feared that the president would destroy the evidence if he was given notice. But the president wasn't at the residence. This would seem to be an easy issue to issue a subpoena and ask for voluntary disclosure and also access to the site. The access to the home was granted obviously before, two months ago, uh, the National Archives searched the residence and removed 15 boxes. It's not clear why this material was not removed. It's also not clear if there's been communication since then uh, raising concern over documents that are considered still missing or possibly present at the residence.
4: I would certainly think that that for a lot of people, uh, faith in the FBI uh, is diminishing. I know that there's been a diminished faith in the FBI since, oh, I don't know, at least the Russian collusion matter – Uh, but some of the the faith in the FBI even predates that. You go back to Waco and Ruby Ridge and everything else like that. Uh, Joining us here on The Brian Kilmeade Show, I'm going to bring into the fold Adam Goodman. Adam, uh, of course, is a Fox News contributor, Edward R. Murrow, senior fellow. He is a, a columnist, and he is also a great Floridian. Adam, good morning. Thank you for joining us here on The Brian Kilmeade Show.
6: Great to be with you again, Joe.
4: So tell – give us your immediate reaction when when you first heard about the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago.
6: My first reaction uh, to what you described as a pre-dawn, heavily armed assault on Mar-a-Lago uh, was to think back. I actually thought back to um, to Oliver North when he was brought before the congressional committee's um, for Iran-Contra, and everyone was saying you know, this was going to be the end of the president, this is going to be the end of, uh, of the Republican and conservative cause. Uh, what I my first reaction was in their attempt to demonize Donald Trump, the FBI may now ensure he'll be lionized. And this is from an FBI, Joe, that not, and you alluded to it, a couple of years ago, the McCourtney Institute did a poll that showed that Republicans and independents, both by majorities, did not trust the FBI uh, to be unbiased, uh, to only be there to uphold the law, that they had other agendas, in particular, that they were so unfond of Donald Trump that they were kind of finding ways to go after it. That obviously has now been exacerbated in what you have to describe, Joe. It's almost like the president, the former president, was being perp walked in absentia uh, without explanation, uh, with high drama. Uh, and I think a lot of people will be upset about that before they you know, care at all to learn about any of the reasons behind it, clearly the tactics behind it are not only unprecedented, but frightening.
4: Adam, I saw uh, a note on Fox News today that a top lawyer for Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign says that President Trump now could be disqualified from making another run for the White House in 2024, following the raid at his Florida residence. And, and therein lies, I, I think, the exact goal of, of not only the Democrats, but regrettably the FBI.
6: Well, a lot of people uh, over the last 12 hours have uh, called this a weaponization basically of government. And I think that certainly, in terms of the Democrats, the best thing that they could hope for is to try to disqualify Donald Trump before he comes out of the gate. Um, that statement alone is uh, prima facie evidence that that has kind of been the motivation behind those that have gone after Donald Trump from the beginning. Uh, and they they find, you know, the January 6th committee Uh, has been meeting and reporting out for weeks and months uh, about things that apparently the the former president has completely cooperated with, and yet that's not good enough. The only thing that's good enough for the Democrats is taking a Republican off the playing field. But the way that you do things today, in a a time, Joe, when trust has become a fading value in America, um, you see that with trust in elections. uh, You see that trust in terms of uh, the ability to maintain our borders, uh, trust is fading. And when you see this kind of demonstration uh, pre-dawn, <laughs> heavily armed, um, it's it's done for show, and it's done for effect, and it's done for purpose. And the purpose here, I think, is obvious.
4: As as I prepared for hosting a Brian Kilmeade's show today, and I, I put a lot of effort into it, but it's such a great honor for me to be able to to host this show when Brian is out on occasion – Uh, I was honestly ready to make an argument today with Brian's audience that Ron DeSantis uh, would be a better pick for a GOP nominee than, than Donald Trump. Until the FBI raid at Mar-a-Lago, and now, I think all bets are off. I, I think I think you're spot on in that this may have the exact opposite effect. And and now, I gosh, I gotta I gotta say this for this reason alone. Unless the FBI truly has found something monumental. Uh, in As part of their uh, visit, their raid on the uh, on Mar-a-Lago, I, I think this could easily catapult Donald Trump back into the White House.
6: Well, uh, I think already he had a very strong um, hold on the Republican base uh, and was certainly the favorite going into this. Uh, but as Jonathan Turley said you know, this morning, uh, unless the former president— there was a sense that the former president was destroying records or was about to destroy records. Uh, how do you explain this raid? Uh, the the raid, not a request from the FBI, not something that goes through the normal legal channels, uh, a raid, a pre-dawn raid. I think it, it's obvious, and you're right. I think this could very well change the calculus moving into um, and past the midterms as we look forward to the next presidential election, uh, because I think you know the the former president, who whose track record um, has been one of the reasons why Republicans have been so strong behind him from his four years as president, that track record was extended with an extra lap here that I think, again, as I said before, may um, may end up lionizing him as opposed to demonizing him.
4: And as divided as we are as a country, I mean, we we only reside in two silos. You're either on the left or you're on the right. There is no in-between. Uh, I, I'm certain that this raid on Mar-a-Lago is only going to further solidify that. The the Trump diehards are going to dig in deeper, and the anti-Trumpers, the never-Trumpers, are similarly going to dig in deeper, and, and it's going to be an interesting midterms, and it's going to be a very interesting uh, 2024.
6: Uh, there's no question about it. And, you know, one thing that catapulted Donald Trump to the presidency in 2016— uh, the biggest – I think the biggest reason is his message was, you know, it's we the people as opposed to they the system. Uh, and he did that very, very well, uh, obviously very successfully. I think you're going – you're seeing a replay of that potentially in 24, that people's distrust of government and a lot of institutions in this in this situation, the FBI, which is really frightening, by the way. You remember the FBI, you go back because you alluded to this too – They have different times have kept files on people like Elvis Presley, Mm -hmm. John Lennon, Groucho Marx, and Mickey Mantle. So, I mean, there's maybe no end to what they may look into, but because Americans more and more look at institutional pillars uh, that are no longer strong and holding or that they can trust, uh, beginning with elections and trust in democracy, I think this plays into this. This plays into, I think, the Donald Trump message. And certainly could very well play into the 2024 race for president.
4: And with the forthcoming hiring of 87,000 uh, new IRS agents, uh, I mean, it really feels like it's the government against the people, the government versus the people, not a government of the people.
6: I think that was the biggest thing to come out of what you're alluding to was the bill that was just passed in the U.S. Senate headed to the House, um, that one provision, putting Billions and billions more into IRS enforcement. Uh, That just feeds into this idea that government, uh, you know, to try to explain away perhaps its inability to get the big things to happen, is going after what they think are easier, lower-hanging fruit which happens to be the American public.
4: Now, we're, we're talking to Adam Goodman, Edward R. Murrow, senior fellow, Tufts University, a national Republican media strategist and columnist and a Fox News contributor. My name is Joe Kelly. We're, uh, this is, of course, the Brian Kilmeade Show. Uh, and as, let's just play out a scenario here for a moment. Let's just say that there is something there, that the FBI has truly found something breathtakingly criminal that Donald Trump has done. Uh, just kind of walk us through that how unprecedented uh, potentially imprisoning a former president would be in the United States.
6: The biggest issue in America, you could argue is the divisiveness that has, that fits one American against another one group against another. And I think this feeds into that. If there is a new precedent established that, um, a group like or an institution like the FBI can go after a former elected official for for something. But in but in a high dr- dramatic style, I think that should leave everyone who has ever served or may hope to serve in public office shaking in their boots. I think this is a precedent that is frighteningly wrong. Um, I think the FBI and others in this situation should do everything they can to play down the temperature of an investigation and play up the integrity of the investigation itself. And I think none of this is in play here. I think this is something that uh, is going to be fodder for textbook learning moving forward. But all of America, whether you like Donald Trump or not, this has got to frighten you that this is a, a new bridge that's been crossed that maybe we can't uncross.
4: All right, we're talking to Adam Goodman. My name is Joe Kelly. We're going to continue coming up in a moment here. In fact, you guys got to hang on. Wait till you hear the word Nancy Pelosi used just this morning to describe the heavily armed pre-dawn raid on Mar-a-Lago. You're going to hear it coming up next along with my conversation with uh, Adam Goodman. Stay with us here on The Brian Kilmeade Show. And, of course, you can join us at 866-408-7669
3: diving deep into today's top stories it's brian kilmeade from the fox news podcasts network stay on top of the latest news and information from fox news listen and download the fox news hourly update on your time the trending stories you need anytime you want it listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com fastest three hours in radio. You're with Brian Kilmeade.
1: I was questioning it because all I saw on my phone was that Donald Trump said that the, uh, uh, the visit took place and described it in pretty harsh terms. It would be interesting to find out exactly uh, what the warrant was in order to have what, what the order was to have a search warrant and
4: for what purpose. Before but again, we can only speculate. Nancy Pelosi this morning on the Today Show. You're listening to The Brian Kilmeade Show. My name is Joe Kelly, and you can join us at 866-408-7669. Uh, it sounded like Nancy Pelosi was really struggling to find the right word there, uh, but to say that the the visit... To Marilago. I don't know that that was a visit. When you got heavily armed, I mean, they had the big guns out. The the, the and I don't I don't mean that as a, as a metaphor. They literally had big guns uh, with them. The dreaded AR-15s and whatnot. Uh, we're talking to Adam Goodman. Uh, Fox News contributor. And Adam, in in the last segment, I had asked you to imagine a scenario under which Donald Trump would have been, you know, they would have found something very criminal and he could potentially go to jail. I want to go the other way now. Let's say the FBI comes up with absolutely nothing. No charges are filed from this. This, as you had alluded, uh, catapults Donald Trump back into the White House. Um, uh, Imagine four years of Donald Trump back in the White House with still this great great division and animosity. And if the deep state hated him before, they're only going to hate him more now.
6: I, I think the first thing that uh, Donald Trump would do getting back in the White House would be to make sure that there would not be a massive amount of increased funding for the FBI. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think you could start with that. But it's interesting to hear the remark from uh, Speaker Pelosi. Go back uh, A couple of years, Joe, to the Mueller uh, investigation and then the Mueller hearings uh, where Nancy Pelosi went out of her way to essentially indict the president before the first testimony had ever been heard. It was like that was truly guilty before proven any other way, but guilty. Uh, Her remarks now show maybe some evolution by the speaker. She was very, very guarded. She wanted to make sure that she wasn't going to pile on without knowing any of the facts, knowing that this could boomerang. If it boomerangs, uh, she would be partly responsible for just that, as she was, I would argue, back in those investigations when um, she made sure that the kangaroo court uh, was going to be just that in pronouncing guilt before the first shred of evidence was ever produced before the American public.
4: And seemingly, at least, if Donald Trump does return to the White House, uh, the the GOP should have control of the House. So impeachment, a third impeachment would would seemingly be off the table.
6: I think we've had enough of impeachment. And think what Americans want is a shot in the arm, something positive, something big that can unite the country, that the country can rally around and return America to doing the kinds of things that uh, people and nations around the world admired. That is what Americans want. And this is also, by the way, Joe, all of this. You put. You can say, well, what does all this mean? Well, one thing it means in political terms uh, is it proves once again how the Republican Party in particular is no longer the party of big business but the party of America's working class, that the unwoke are no longer asleep, that there is a growing movement in America to kind of take America back – to the kinds of values uh, that, in our, as we grew up, we learned to not only uh, admire but try to emulate. I think that's what this is leading to, uh, and you, I think the midterms are going to be an affirmation of that. Uh, and then, of course, 2024, which feels like light years away, will be here before we know it.
4: We have just a few seconds left here with Adam Goodman, and you mentioned about unifying America. but Putting Donald Trump back in the White House would, would certainly have the opposite effect.
6: Well, it, it's really, you know, right now you have a president, President Biden, who is at, you know, record high disapproval ratings. You've got uh, a midterm that's not going to be a, a change election, but a tsunami, I think, for Democrats. And you have all sorts of changing demographic trends within the electorate, all of which are moving away from the Democratic Party. For instance, Adam, Uh I'm so sorry. i got to stop
4: you there. I'm just flat out out of time. Adam Goodman uh, joining us here on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Thank you, sir, so much. We'll continue with Lieutenant Colonel Alan West straight ahead.
3: The talk show that's getting you talking. You're with Brian Kilmeade.
7: This gives me confidence that the Justice Department is really pursuing this thoroughly, objectively uh, and in a non-political way.
1: We're all going to remember being together on this night because this is a night where you are going to remember where you were.
0: Obviously, as big as uh, stakes as you can have. Perhaps the orange jumpsuit is, for, is forthcoming. I think the national democratic reaction is hallelujah.
4: Well, the leftist media is salivating this morning. They They are smelling and tasting blood in the water. How many times, though... Have they tasted blood in the water only to find out it was their own blood and not the blood of Donald Trump? I, I, if there's one thing that we should take away from this is this is not the first time that the media has thought that they you know, had it on Donald Trump that they were going to be able to, you know, stick a fork in him. He's done. So don't count out Donald Trump. That is a lesson that I have learned over the years, to be sure. My name is Joe Kelly. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show. Uh, Brian, of course, taking some uh, well-deserved time off. You can join me here at 866-408-7669. I want to welcome into the fold Lieutenant Colonel Allen West, a former congressman here in Florida, in the Florida Freedom Zone. He, uh, though, is in Texas now. Author of the book, Hold Texas, Hold the Nation, Victory or Death lieutenant colonel alan west good morning sir how are you good morning joe and uh we awakened
8: to a very different america today didn't we
4: we did and oh if i can point out by the way we are getting a little bit of breaking news here that uh, 23 time grand slam champion serena williams says she will retire after playing in this year's u.s open that's a big deal big deal for serena williams to to retire from tennis after 23 grand slam wins uh, that breaking just a moment ago, and and yes, uh, Colonel West, what a what a what a interesting start to our day today, uh, and it's only it's only Tuesday.
8: <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, and the clips that you played earlier, the the giddiness that is coming from the progressive socialist media, I think that will serve to backfire against them, because what this shows is that there is a two-tiered system of justice in the United States of America. When you have a Department of Justice that will do something as unprecedented and and quite despicable to conduct a raid, uh, a pre-daylight raid against the private residence of a former president, or they will seek to designate parents as domestic terrorists because they don't want to go along with a uh, socialist Marxist indoctrination agenda of their children. Uh, I think that you have done, as Admiral Yamamoto said, after the attack of Pearl Harbor, you have truly awakened the sleeping giant. And the first casualty will be Liz Cheney uh, next week in her Wyoming primary.
4: Yeah, I don't think the video from her father uh, is helping her. Uh, In fact, if anything, I think uh, what Dick Cheney said about Donald Trump would further solidify Liz Cheney's loss in Wyoming.
8: Yeah, you're absolutely right, and I think that without a doubt, you're going to see a massive turnout now. Because when you look at this uh, Inflation Reduction Act and this raid against President Trump's uh, home that just came out, and we're less than 90 days away from the midterm elections, the turnout is going to be overwhelming, and it's going to really uh, put the progressive socialists back on their
4: heels. And on the subject of the of the media, I mean, this is the same media that that continues to this day to ignore. The Hunter Biden laptop narrative, and there's there's you know ten thousand different stories that come just from the laptop. Uh, the same media that way overplayed hook, line, and sinker the the Russian collusion hoax, and for them to be salivating now at, at this, uh, when will they ever look in the mirror and and think maybe they're part of the problem?
8: Well, that's the hypocrisy, and that's, like I said, the two-tiered justice that you have out there. And let's go even further back. Eric Holder and Operation Fast and Furious, where Brian Terry, the United States Border Patrol agent, lost his life. You look at the IRS targeting the Tea Party movement, and nothing happened with them and Lois Lerner. So we've got a big issue here in America. You look at a domestic terrorist organization like Antifa and what they're able to get away with and do, but yet no one is holding them accountable or what have you so the american people have had it they're fed up with it and the sad thing is that you know i remember growing up as a kid looking at uh on sunday night on abc ephraim zimbalist jr and the, the show the fbi that uh, organization has lost its reputation and now it's just seen as a tool of the progressive socialist left
4: i have to change topics briefly for just a moment who is that little cutie pie we hear That is my
8: grandson, Jackson. We ran a little late because he wanted to sleep in this morning. (laughs) I'm about to drop him off uh, here at his daycare as soon as I finish with the interview.
4: Well, he he sounds like he's off to a good start today. Um, uh, The president wasn't there. I mean, we saw once again a pre-dawn heavily armed FBI, federal agents. I mean, just the, the, the picture, and I put this up on my Facebook page. Uh, you can see it at, uh, at Talk Radio Joe. It's on my Instagram page everywhere else. Uh, but seeing these federally, uh, federal agents with their big guns out, uh, you know, fingers near the triggers, it, it is frightening, frankly, to see that.
8: Yeah, it's absolutely frightening, and that should, once again, let the American people know that we have crossed the Rubicon, and now we have to deal with an almost East German Stasi uh, police state, and when you consider the fact that in this Uh, Inflation Reduction Act, the American people are going to be paying for 87,000 more IRS agents. And furthermore, the IRS has gone out and bought $5 million uh, worth of ammunition. Why does the IRS need $5 million worth of ammunition? So all of these things are coming to a head. And again, I think the American people will make a a huge decision this midterm election to reject this, uh, this leftism
4: what What at this point, should donald Trump do if you if you were advising Donald Trump and maybe you are uh if you were to advise Donald Trump, what would be his next wise step
8: I think his wise step is to be the communicator that he is uh to to make sure that he is articulating to the American people that. You know, this may be about him in the now, but it is about the American people in the long run, and, and that's where he has to focus on. Make this not an issue about him, but this is an issue about America, the, the real enemies of our representative democracy and our constitutional republic, and how all of a sudden when you look at the grievances that Thomas Jefferson laid out in the Declaration of Independence, many of these things are happening right now.
4: I, but I wonder if Donald Trump is is the best person to get into the White House, to to clean house. You know, when he set out to drain the swamp, um, it, it seems as if the swamp really more tried to drown Donald Trump uh, quite clearly with the, the, the deep state battle that went on and with the, the Russian collusion hoax and everything else that had happened. I mean, it seems as if Donald Trump... Uh, If he's not criminally charged, if he's not put in an orange jumpsuit, if the FBI comes up with nothing again, uh, it it just seems like our nation is going to be so terribly divided continuously for the next four years if that happens.
8: Well, the (coughs) the nation is divided, and it is not between Republican and Democrat, it's between progressive socialism and constitutional conservatism is between the understanding that the individual, our rights, our freedoms and liberties, we're sovereign over the institution of government. And I think the the lesson learned for President Trump was that, you know, it's not about having different cabinet uh, heads. You've got to go two, three, maybe four levels deep down into some of these administrations and make sure that we have I, I, you know, clean house. Uh, that's something that Barack Obama did when he came in. That's something that Bill Clinton did. And I think Republicans now have to understand that they've got to put on their big boy pants, and they've got to stand up and fight against this lurch to the left.
4: We're talking to Lieutenant Colonel Allen West here on the Brian Kilmeade Show. My name is Joe Kelly. Our phone number is 866-408-7669. We'll be taking your phone calls coming up in just a minute. Colonel West, I, I want to uh, twitch, switch topics just for a second here uh, and talk about Border Now, living in Texas, as you are now and formerly here in Florida, uh, your governor, Abbott, has been sending those buses up to New York City. And I thought it's so interesting that Mayor Eric Adams there is now saying that he needs he needs uh, federal help uh, with these illegal immigrants who are uh, making their way to now New York City via bus. That's exactly the reason why Governor Abbott is sending them there in the first place, because the federal government isn't doing their job.
8: Well, that's true, and that goes back to uh, to a couple of things in the Constitution, Article 4, Section 4, which is the guarantee clause that says that the federal government is supposed to guarantee that every state protect them from invasion. But Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 gives the state the ability to protect itself from invasion when the federal government does not do its job. I don't agree with, you know, busing illegal immigrants uh, across the United States of America, being it Republican or Democrat, to make a point uh, in either. Case. I think the most important thing we should be doing, if you're going to put them on buses at taxpayer expense, bus them back across the Rio Grande River and send that message. And so the hypocrisy of the left is definitely coming out. But I think also Republicans need to stand on the side of the Constitution. And furthermore, the Texas state constitution in Article 4, Section 7 says that one of the duties of the governor of the state of Texas as the commander in chief of the Texas military department is to repel invasions, not bus invasions.
4: Lieutenant Colonel Allen West and his adorable grandson here on The Brian Kilmeade Show. Colonel West, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Take care, Joe. Yes, sir. More of your phone calls coming up in just a minute. You can jump on the lines right now at 866-408-7669. My name is Joe Kelly. You'll find me online at Talk Radio Joe. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show.
3: Giving you everything you need to know. You're with Brian Kilmeade. He's so busy, he'll make your head spin. It's Brian Kilmeade.
9: But this is a dramatic escalation for these FBI agents to go and execute a search warrant at the former president's primary residence. I will note, John, that tonight the Justice Department is not commenting when CNN has reached out for this. The Biden White House was also unaware that this was being conducted and say they found out when the rest of us did, which is when the former president confirmed this.
4: You know, and I have no doubt that Joe Biden was unaware of the raid that was taking place at Mar-a-Lago. I don't know that the White House was unaware, uh, but Joe Biden is unaware of a lot of things uh, like what he had for lunch today and and stuff like that. Uh, so that doesn't surprise me. And, you know, Donald Trump is what we call here in Florida, and I'm, I'm, I don't know if people call it things Outside of Florida, but but Donald Trump is a snowbird, right? So he lives in the winter time in Florida, and he lives in the summertime in in his resort in New Jersey. Uh, so he gets to enjoy the nice weather year round by be living in two different cities. And so, of course, the former president was not uh, in uh, Mar-a-Lago at the time of the raid early this morning. Um, All right. You can join me. My name is Joe Kelly. This is the Brian Kilmeade Show. The phone number 866-408-7669. Let's start off with uh, David joining us in Brooksville, Florida. You're on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hi, David. Hey, Joe. Hey, I want to talk about regards to what you and Alan were talking
9: about. I mean, it's, it's pure hypocrisy of what the far left is doing in the in the doj with all the information that they had in regards to hunter biden all the information that they
0: had uh in regards to hillary clinton and they have done absolutely nothing but when it comes to a conservative like with peter navarro uh they go after them with big guns with handcuffs and now they're going to mar-a-lago when 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 president president trump is not even in town it's irrehensible it's, it's just absolutely horrible
4: yeah, I, I I think that we, we conservatives, will all feel that way today. Uh but the those on the left are are celebrating, no doubt. They're high fiving everybody this morning. I totally agree. Totally agree. Thanks, David, for calling. I appreciate that. Let's go to Matt in North Carolina. Hey Matt, you're on the Brian Kilmeade show with Joe Kelly.
9: Hello, Joe Kelly. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. But anyway, I agree with your last call or David, I believe his name was. Mm-hmm. And This whole thing is disgusting with the the Trump raid and Peter Navarro, who I spoke with on the radio or on a different show, and they'll stop at nothing. Nothing. The Democrats will stop at nothing because they're terrified of Trump getting back in the White House. What's your opinion? Sir? I think they, yeah, they've
4: well established that they'll do anything. I mean, the January sixth committee is is in essence a third impeachment trial, uh, and now you know this raid on Mar-a-Lago is going to be their four, fourth effort at impeachment. Uh, and and as I said earlier on the Brian Kilmeade show that if he does, if Donald Trump does get elected back into the White House, at least this time around, impeachment would seemingly be off the table, uh, presuming that the Republicans win back the U.S. House. I hope so. All right. Thank you for calling. Let's go to Jim, who's checking in from beautiful Portland, Oregon. Jim, you're on The Brian Kilmeade Show. Hi,
0: Joe. I I wonder if we're uh... Turning the uh, corner on totalitarianism, it's pretty explicit, the Fourth Amendment, no unreasonable searches or seizures. And a Berea, who is the head of the Soviet secret police, says, you show me the man, I'll find you the crime. Mm. And, you know, for the task force that that raided him, I mean, how would this sound if if Donald Trump turns out to be innocent? They say, well, you know, I was just following orders. I mean, it, it all smacks of totalitarianism. i I'm afraid we're turning the corner
4: on it. Thank you, Jim. And, and keep in mind that uh, not a single pedophile – Uh, from Jeffrey Epstein's client list has been arrested by the FBI. Not a one. I mean, we don't know anything about them. Uh, It's it's, of course, the the Hunter Biden laptop remains an an issue. Uh, It's it's uh, it is a two tiered justice system, to be sure. Uh, Boy, who knew? And I think Donald Trump knew. And that's I, I think that is the Donald Trump popularity is that Donald Trump knew the stench of the swamp that is Washington, D.C. Gigi is joining us in Florida. And Gigi, you're on The Brian Kilmeade Show. Hello.
1: Hi. I'm just going to tell you, Joe, that I agree with your last few callers. And I just want to make one comment. The judge from one of those impeachment trials claimed that he was duped into signing one of those orders or something for some uh, evidence or whatever, and there was no evidence um and now they're saying that they got a, a federal judge to sign this order well how i would like to know how they got a federal judge to sign that when the earth would have to be shaken to go after a former president
4: Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much for calling. I appreciate that. And let me share something with everybody else. Uh, This, according to the New York Post this morning, the Florida federal magistrate judge who signed off on the search warrant authorizing the FBI raid on on Mar-a-Lago had worked for employees of convicted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein. Yes, you heard that right. The Epstein employees that he represented by his own admission included Epstein's pilots, Epstein's scheduler, and uh, uh, a woman that uh, once was described by Epstein or someone as a Yugoslavian sex slave. Uh, These are all people that was represented by the judge who signed off on the FBI raid On Mar-a-Lago. This whole thing just really stinks and um, it is going to further divide our country. It is going to make this midterm election and this forthcoming presidential election uh, is going to be probably one of the most important in, in modern history, if not the most important in modern history. My name is Joe Kelly. You're listening to The Brian Kilmeade Show.
3: The Fox News Radio Studios in New York City, giving you opinions and facts with a positive approach. It's Brian Kilmeade.
4: So glad you're joining us here on The Brian Kilmeade Show. My name is Joe Kelly. You'll find me online at Talk Radio Joe. And I'm broadcasting here from the Florida Freedom Zone at WDBO in Orlando, where it is an exciting time out here on the space coast. I don't know if you know this, but uh, just a little east of Orlando is where Cape Canaveral lies, uh, Cape Canaveral Space Force Station. And at this hour, uh, a SpaceX rocket is sitting on Launch Pad 39A, ready for a liftoff tonight for more Starlink internet satellites. And then just a short distance away from Launch Pad 39A. They're building this massive, uh, with a gantry crane, uh, they're getting ready for the SpaceX um, Starship that's going to be moving from the uh, Texas desert where they've been blowing them up, not uh, on purpose, I'll say, uh, but they generally try to not blow up rockets at Cape Canaveral. That's why they test them in Texas and they launch them in Florida, uh, but they're building this massive uh, launch pad for the, star, uh, the, the um, Starship. Uh, the SpaceX Starship, which is is eventually going to take, uh, well, maybe us to Mars, maybe us to the moon. We'll have to wait and see what uh, Elon Musk has in store for that. My name is Joe Kelly. Again, this is the Brian Kilmeade Show. Uh, and if you're just ch- tuning in, of course, the, the whole nation, nay, the whole world is talking about the pre-dawn heavily armed raid by federal agents at the president's Uh, resort down in Palm Beach and Jonathan Turley was on Fox and Friends this morning with expressing his concerns. What concerns me is that these types
5: of actions can not only divide us but fuel this age of rage. We've got to have mature voices that are heard And listen to in in, in the days to come. You know, I am not convinced this raid was necessary to acquire Mm -hmm. this material. And I would really like to see why
4: uh, this step had
5: to be taken.
4: David Nelson joins us here on The Brian Kilmeade Show, chief strategist of uh, Bellpoint Asset Management. David, hello. Welcome. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you're here. Give us your, your takeaway. I, we're we're going to talk some finances here in a second, uh, but i, I got to get your take on the FBI's – again, I, I hate to – but I think it bears repeating heavily armed pre-dawn raid on, on Mar-a-Lago. It was pretty much of a shock, and and
9: I think in the weeks ahead, the American people are going to demand some answers. Was this part of a legitimate operation? Or is it a partisan response by an administration looking to damage an opponent's potential run for the the White House? I, I would say, make no mistake, the answers to those questions are going to shape the path of this country for years.
4: No doubt, and uh, and it's certainly going to affect the the next two uh, elections quite a bit. I would imagine. Uh, On to the to the topic of the the Inflation Reduction Act. Um, You know, I I believe when you have someone on the left who speaks out against the Inflation Reduction Act, we should listen to someone on the left who speaks about that. And this is what Bernie Sanders had to say on the Senate floor Saturday about the bill that they passed.
0: I want to take a moment to say a few words about the so-called
9: Inflation Reduction Act that we are debating uh, this evening. And I say so-called, by the way, because according to the CBO and other economic organizations who have studied this bill, it
0: will,
4: in fact, have a minimal impact on inflation. Your, uh, Your thoughts on that? You agree with him?
9: Yeah, I do, and it's not not surprising he said that. Uh, it's not just it's not just Bernie Sanders, it's not just the CBO. Uh, the Warren School of the University of Pennsylvania did an extensive uh, review of this, and both they and the CBO came to the same conclusion. And here was a key line from their their their, their report: the impact on inflation is statistically indistinguishable from zero. That's pretty telling, and I would say the following. It, if, if you're a Democrat and you want to pass a climate and tax legislation, you have the votes for it, go for it, but own it. Calling it an inflation reduction act, it's an insult to the the intelligence of anybody with a pulse.
4: And I think that this goes to further distrust of the media, which drives me nuts because I, I'm the first to tell you I'm in the media. A lot of us are in the media that, that don't like what the media is doing, but the, the way that the, the media... Uh, and, I, and when I say that you know, corporate media, the way that this has been reported, I mean people have, have just assumed as they report this that this is going to be a way to help with inflation.
9: It's not going to help with inflation. What it will do, it's going to pass carbon emission incentives, EV credits. Uh, they say that they're going to use, they're going to negotiate Medicare prices. I will use that term loosely. The word negotiate, it's a little bit more like a, there's a gun at your head. The ramifications from that, in terms of drug discovery in, in the out years, uh, could be very telling. There could be less drugs on the market. There's a reason why the United States has, you know, some of the best drug discovery in this country is because of the profit incentive, and that's why no, almost nothing is developed in Europe. So there's a lot of ramifications to this bill. But frankly, if you're a Democrat and you support these policies and this is what you want to do, then you should own it. I think, you know, from from an energy perspective, we need an all-of-the-above approach, and abandoning fossil fuel is not the answer because these programs right now, they're not ready to scale.
4: Explain, if if you could please, how, you know, especially when the new jobs numbers came out and everybody is high-fiving one another saying, gosh, the, the economy is on fire, we're doing wonderful, we're doing great. It doesn't feel great.
9: It doesn't feel great, you know, for certainly for the, at the consumer level. We we we're waiting for a very important uh, CPI uh, consumer price index uh, coming in tomorrow. Last month, which was a report on the month before, was at 9.1%. That was a 40-year high. So we're, we're seeing it in the stores. We're seeing it, obviously, at the pumps. That's come down. The good news is that commodity prices have come down. But What people tend to forget is part of the reason they're coming down in terms 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 of oil is because the president uh president biden has released 180 million barrels of crude from our very strategic the strategic petroleum reserve that ends in in october all right they can't go below that because we're dangerously low low levels now so once that goes back online we can see prices start to edge higher so yeah the jobs numbers currently uh I was surprised by that. That was double expectations. But across the board, I'm seeing a lot of companies like from Apple, Alphabet, uh, Microsoft. All of these companies have announced uh, either job layoffs or hiring slowdowns. And at the low end, it's a little better. But in, in, in the higher end, a lot of those jobs are going away.
4: We're talking to David Nelson, chief strategist at Bellpoint Asset Management here on the Brian Kilmeade Show. My name is Joe Kelly, and my beautiful wife, Ronnie Sue, and I literally sat down, two nights ago to to look at our budget and we decided uh that that we need to do some some tightening we tightened the belt up quite a bit just in preparation for what could be coming in the days ahead what would your advice be for for our listeners uh who uh with their household budgets uh, of ways that they could uh you know set up some protections against some perhaps very bad economic days in our future
9: uh, that's a tough one. And it and it's and it's really it's really different for everyone. I, I always tell you know, certainly our clients, I always tell them to have at least six months to eight months of cash reserves so that if the worst happened and you lost your job tomorrow that you, you can you can make it through that. I'm not as dark on that. I think I think the United States always manages a way to to repair. Even when we make mistakes, eventually we start to get the message, and we do something about it. Either we do something about it at the polls, or we do something about it in our in our in our workforce. So I believe that you know the 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 days ahead for the United States are are, are going to be bright. We just have to wake up and and repair some of these some of these mistakes that we've made. We've made some mistakes in the last couple of years. I don't think they're uh, I don't think they're Unrepairable. And I think we'll have to address those in the, in, in the months and years ahead.
4: And lastly for you, David, um, when the, the president was talking about you know, increasing ta- to the income taxes for, uh, for American citizens uh, and, and we kept hearing under $400,000, you're not going to get taxed. I mean, who is, who is facing higher taxes in the days ahead?
9: Well, I'll tell you, so somebody who's not facing higher taxes is hedge fund managers and private equity. That, that went away in this bill. Uh, that was supposed to be addressed. It wasn't. Uh, that was something uh, Senator Sinema wanted to get rid of, and everybody got something in, in, in this. The, the corporate tax will go up, uh, you know, a minimum of 15 percent on the corporations, on certain corporations. Eventually, that translates down to everybody because it'll, it'll find its way through the economy through higher pricing. So in one way or the other, you can bet We'll all pay a little bit of that.
4: David Nelson, he's the chief strategist at Bellpoint Asset Management here on The Brian Kilmeade Show. David, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. You bet. Coming up next, we're going to get right back to your phone calls at 866 408 7669. I know a lot of you want to talk about uh, the raid at Mar-a-Lago, and we're going to hear your voices coming up next on The Brian Kilmeade Show.
3: Learning something new every day on The Brian Kilmeade Show. information you want truth you demand this is the brian kilmeade show
5: well this is what i was talking about before about how dangerous it is to break the precedent that involves investigating former chief executive going into his house and launching a surprise raid you would only do that if the crime at stake was so important that it demanded
4: those kinds of extreme measures. Think about past presidents. The FBI didn't bust into the White House to get the Watergate tapes. President Nixon's lawyers turned them over. The FBI didn't bust into the White House to get the navy blue dress from Bill Clinton. They handed that over. This is such an astounding step that it should only be done for something truly important. That is John uh, Yu. He is, uh, was on Fox News at night. He is a, a deputy, former deputy assistant attorney general here on The Brian Kilmeade Show. I'm so glad you're joining us. My name is Joe Kelly, in for BK today, and you can join us at 866-408-7669. Coming to you from the Florida Freedom Zone in Orlando, Uh, At our home here at WDBO, 866-408-7669. Let's go to Paul, who's joining us in Akron, Ohio. Hey, Paul, you're on The Brian Kilmeade Show.
7: Good morning, Joe. How are you today?
4: Great. I'm glad you asked. How are you?
7: Oh, I am great. Thank you. Hey, I just got a point to make. Um, The whole Hunter Biden laptop thing, I really don't believe he's going to be prosecuted at all because his father... You know, President Biden is going to pardon him before he leaves office, whether if that's the 25th Amendment or at the end of his term.
4: Yeah, I I, I could. And that and that is that is his right as a president. That is his right to pardon his son uh, if he chooses to do so. Um, uh, and you may well be right about that. I mean, only time will tell. Right.
7: Yes, very true.
4: Paul, thanks for calling. And, and this, you got to keep in mind that the, the that same FBI – I mean we could go down a laundry list of things that the FBI has been deficient about, uh, including – and I think one of the most egregious um, uh, uh, acts by an FBI attorney was admitting that they doctored a document to get a wiretap uh, with a Trump associate, Carter Page, and the DOJ didn't hold anybody accountable or even apologize to – Carter Page. I mean, it's it's just crazy to think that the FBI is, is running roughshod the way that they have been. Glenda joins us uh, from Jacksonville. She's tuning into WOKV. Glenda, you are on the Brian Kilmeade show with Joe Kelly. Hi. Hi, Joe. How are you? Thank you. I'm good.
1: I just wanted to answer the question you've been asking all morning. That question is, uh, if we put Trump in Will that make the country more divisive? And my answer is to you, because they'll come after him. But my, my question is to you, do you not know that no matter who we put in there, they're going to come after? And Trump has proven he'll stand up to them. And the rest of them that ran Hamlet, prime example, Ted Cruz, who by the way was my guy in the primary, I am ashamed to say, when he was faced with January 6th, he folded. And he calls us all terrorists, and I have not forgotten that. And Trump will stand up to him. and he's been vetted. They can't check out anything else. I mean, what else is going to come
4: after him? Well, if we're going to talk about Trump versus somebody else, I think my biggest concern about Trump uh, is that, that Donald that, – that Joe Biden – uh, let me start from scratch on this. Donald Trump is right that Joe Biden didn't win the election. And I don't – by that, I don't mean that the election was stolen. I don't believe the election was stolen. It was Donald Trump's election to lose. Joe Biden didn't win. Donald Trump lost. Uh, Donald Trump so angered so many people that they cast votes – not for Joe Biden, but against Donald Trump. And that would be my exact same concern if Donald Trump is the Republican Party nominee again moving forward, is that the, the people who hated him before, the never-Trumpers, the anti-Trumpers, there's going to be more of them, not less of them uh, in, the next, in, in 2024. Would you agree or disagree? I
1: disagree, and I think anybody that watches where the people pulled those ballots out from under those tables and ran them through, and how they were, uh, how they kept people from watching the votes. Anybody with one eye and a half cents you know, something was wrong.
4: Well, Allison, those, those results have been looked at, you know, seven ways from Sunday. And while there have been some discrepancies, uh, there just haven't been enough. There weren't enough to, to reverse the re- election results. You can join me now. It's uh, 866-408-7669. Brian is checking in from Clarion, Pennsylvania. Hey, Brian, how are you?
2: Hey, thanks for taking my call. I just want to comment. If the White House uh, stance is that they knew nothing about this raid on Mar-a-Lago, then President Biden needs to immediately remove Merritt Garland and Mr. Ray from their... Uh, positions because of this rogue action and just a quick comment on your last call we keep hearing that the evidence of the election has been looked at i think you said in seven different ways i don't know any case where um the the evidence was presented in a court of law and examined that's where evidence is uh, shown in court because the judicial system failed to look at the evidence and that's what led to January 6th which is a not a ceremony it's the last resort to uh, of tyranny to send um you know false uh, false results back to the states for investigation. So anyone who sees what's happening with this raid and this country to talk about the idea that um, a throne election is a silly notion, I think needs to be questioned. We are seeing fascist activity like happened in Germany in in the thirties. We're seeing it happen again with these rogue uh, operations and, and the thwart, thwarting of the rule of law. And I just wanted to voice that because I
4: think this country is in very great danger with the Biden administration. Well, the Biden administration's days are certainly numbered, Brian, and I think you know that. There is, there is no way that, uh, that Joe Biden is going to be in any way, shape, or form reelected. It would be a miracle if Joe Biden makes it all the way through this, his first term. Um, but I, I, there, there is um, – we're going to be so further divided if Donald Trump wins that reelection – I I have been such a big fan of Ron DeSantis, and I would love to see Ron DeSantis as the party's nominee, but – Ultimately, the voters will get to decide here in Florida. It's a different argument in Florida than it is in the rest of the nation, because for those of us here in Florida, if Ron DeSantis becomes a nominee, we lose him as the governor. And that becomes a big problem for a lot of us here in Florida, because we do really uh, like having him as our governor. My name is Joe Kelly. You're listening to The Brian Kilmeade Show. We'll have more coming up.
3: From his mouth to your ears, it's Brian Kilmeade.
5: This is a an act that is not heavily enforced. It certainly has not historically been criminally enforced. In fact, some of the most egregious cases were handled rather lightly. Uh, Sandy Berger being an example, he actually stuffed documents in his socks mm-hmm. and <laughs> snuck them out of a secure location, right. leaving them at a spot to be retrieved later. He received no jail time and just pled guilty to a misdemeanor. He wasn't even forced to lose his security clearance permanently. It was just a three-year suspension. So this is an act that is not known for robust criminal uh, enforcement. So that does raise these questions as to this all-hands-on-deck raid that occurred.
4: Heavily armed agents and a pre-dawn raid at Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, uh, just a little south of where I am right now in Orlando, Florida. Welcome to The Brian Kilmeade Show. Uh, You can join us at 866-408-7669. My name is Joe Kelly. You'll find me online at Talk Radio Joe. I'm uh, very pleased to be able to welcome onto the show uh, this morning Senator, Dr. Roger Marshall, Republican from Kansas. Senator, good morning.
0: Joe, good morning. What an incredible night. We've got an incredible show to talk about today.
4: Yeah, so g- give us that. your when, – when you first – I mean, as a member of the United States Senate, that had to have really grabbed your attention to find out that the FBI uh, conducted a pre-dawn raid at the, at the residence of a former president.
0: Yeah, Joe, it's the old shock and awe show by, by Joe Biden. I can tell you my phone immediately blew up with my friends and family, childhood friends, people that I love and trust. And they said, my gosh, why is the law not being applied equally under this administration? It was as if Lady Justice had taken off her blindfold. A uh, sad day for America. I mean, I was getting texts from, from very reasonable people saying, has the FBI turned into the Gestapo? Um, so th- this is the swamp that, that President Trump talked about when he took over. Uh, I didn't know what the swamp was till I got here five six years ago and and this swamp is deep it appears the fbi is part of it last thing i would say is this i grew up my dad was a police officer uh we respected law and order we respected the fbi the fbi is one of the most respected organizations in the world and today there's minimal respect for the fbi Uh, it's 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 a sad day for america that's all i can
4: say Senator Marshall, I, I recall when I, was a, when, when I was a kid, when I was a high schooler, when I started in college. And of course, you know, the old adage if you're not a liberal when you're, you know, under 25, you, you have no heart. If you're not a conservative when you're over 25, you have no brain. And, and I remember thinking, gosh, it, when I hear about a government study or a government research, I'm like, well, of course the government's right. Why would the government lie? Well, how naive I was as a, as a young man. And, and now, you know, faith and trust in our government. How can anybody have any faith or trust in our government? They just time and time again prove it that we can't trust them.
0: Yeah, Yeah, Joe, I've spent some time thinking about this. And I I think when I was brought up uh, that culture drove politics, that politics reflected culture. But the people in power now, the Democrat Party believes politics – should drive culture just the opposite of, of the way you and I were raised um, you know the best advice Bob Dole gave me was to always go back to the people of Kansas they would give me the answer but this White House whether it's dr. fauci uh, or the FBI or the uh, the Attorney General think that they should be driving culture that they have the answers that they are the solution to the problems if they would just spend more money it would solve the problem and, and just those words of President Reagan that the government is not the solution to the problem government is the problem. And I see this White House going from crisis to crisis to crisis. And each time they make a bad decision, that that decision is compounded into to four or 16 more new problems that they've created. So it's a frustrating time for Americans, for Kansans, and certainly to be a United States conservative senator.
4: Well, and as part of that frustration, I mean, I think I think all Americans really want to love and be proud of America but it's getting harder every day to love and be proud of America because of the people who are mucking it up.
0: Yeah. I go back to, uh, president, uh, Obama's apology tour, uh, apologizing to the world for the errors and sins of America. And then that kind of lesson that again, this is politics driving culture and that, that continued era of apology under Joe Biden as well um, so our, our children are confused. They don't know who to believe, what to believe. Look, we've had challenges. Our, you know, you know? I'm not proud of Vietnam, what happened there. Um, but, but we've always remained true to the flag, true to the Constitution. Um, and I, I, I almost think it's part of this self-worship. When, it, when you think that, that America is all about you, that you're the reason that drives it, it's, uh, it's very sinful, it's prideful. Um, It really is a different style of leadership, lack of leadership, really.
4: We're talking to Senator Roger Marshall, Republican from Kansas, on The Brian Kilmeade Show. My name is Joe Kelly. Our phone number, 866-408-7669. How, uh, with the the recently passed uh, Inflation Act, how is that going to affect Kansas? Well, you know,
0: first of all, it's going to uh, drive up prices. Uh, The the policies in here are going to increase corporate taxes. Those will be passed on to hardworking Americans. There's new taxes, uh, new ways of doing your taxes are going to hurt the oil and gas industry. And that's the number one concern back home, right, is the price of gas and groceries. So it's definitely going to increase uh, the, the price of those. Um, It's going to kill jobs. I think the corporations will have less monies left to reinvest, to hire people, to give people raises. That's going to slow down the economy. That's going to decrease the supply of products. This law disproportionately impacts manufacturing. So that's going to, I I think, of of, uh, Wichita, Kansas, the king of aerospace, the world leader in the aerospace industry. I think of some of the agriculture manufacturers that we have as well. We have an F-150 plant uh, in the Kansas City metro area. All those, uh, it's going to drive up the cost of doing business, and those are going to be passed on to Kansas. And, of course, what everyone is talking about is the IRS, 87,000 new agents, doubling the size, of the IRS. We were wondering why the IRS was accumulating weapons and ammunition, and and now we know why.
4: Yeah, boy, that is uh, very disconcerting to think that they're they're stockpiling weapons and ammunition at the IRS.
0: Yeah, Joe, and I think, again, we kind of connect this FBI raid uh, yesterday with the IRS. And is the IRS going to look more like the FBI uh, than what we thought it would be? And, And here's the challenge. When you have that many federal agents out there trying to justify their job who are they going to be going after? They're going to be going after small businesses, which are responsible for a half of the jobs, over half of the jobs in America, and they're going to go after middle-income middle Amer- middle Americans as well. A person that's maybe making $80,000, $120,000 a year, they'll be going after them, and I'm going to tell you that you're going to spend two to $5,000 defending that audit. Even if you've done everything perfect and you win the audit, you're going to spend money on accounting and legal fees. Small companies are going to spend twenty, 000, twenty-five thousand dollars $25,000 as well. Uh, it couldn't be more frustrating. Here's the last point I'll make about this. We're going to take 87,000 people out of a productive job in the real world, adding to GDP. We're going to move them over to the federal government and, and actually decrease GDP. This is not the time to be taking people out of the real workforce and giving them an artificial job in the federal government.
4: Senator Marshall, I saw a, a tweet yesterday, somebody on the left saying, hey, look, if you're paying your taxes, then you've got nothing to worry about with the IRS hiring 87,000 new agents and stockpiling guns and ammunition. But the, the troubling part about that is is I always think that I have properly prepared my taxes and have submitted it properly, and I've paid the portion that I owe and – and yet there's always a nagging feeling in the back of my mind that somehow, some way, maybe I've put the wrong dollar figure in the wrong category. Our, our tax code and the system by which Americans pay their federal income taxes is so ungodly complicated. Um, how can we not be afraid of 87,000 new agents that are heavily armed?
0: Yeah, Joe, I think that tweet is also a person that's never ran a business, never signed the back of a paycheck. I signed a paycheck every other week for 25 years. I started off with three employees, ended up with 300. And that tax uh, burden was significant. And we spent a significant amount of money having accountants doing it professionally. And you're going to – we're, we're going to be randomly selected. I hope it's randomly. I hope it, I hope they're not sitting there mm. trying to pick and choose. Oh, this is a conservative organization. Let's go after them. Oh, you, so remember the, you remember that the Tea Party was
4: targeted by the IRS there for a while, and, and there were no consequences for the IRS targeting the Tea Party.
0: Yep, that's the swamp. That's Lady Justice taking her blindfold off again. This is why Americans don't trust the federal government. Even if you're not a Tea Party person, you know, you're worried about who's next? Who are they coming after next? Um, so that's you know what you know, what if you're a nonprofit but you support uh the sanctity of life? Are they gonna come after their tax return? Oh yeah, this this'll even if you do everything perfectly, this is a problem. Eighty seven thousand new IRS agents, armed and dangerous.
4: Senator Marshall, I know that you have recently introduced a resolution to declare the crisis at the southern border an invasion. Uh, if, and and that's a big if, if that were to be able to get passed and and signed by the president, which is you know that's that's the big if, right? Uh, right. Um, what, what would what would that do? Let's let's imagine a scenario under which that is wildly popular in the Senate and is passed and signed by the president. How could that change the border?
0: Well, Joe, I think it would allow the the governors, especially the the border state governors – and, of course, every state is now a border state like Kansas is – it would empower them to push back on on this situation. Think about this. Every month, we have approximately 200,000 people cross our border illegally. Right now in Ukraine, there's less than 200,000 Russian troops in Ukraine. So that we call that an invasion this particular invasion they're not necessarily carrying weapons though some of them are They're you know instead they're killing our youth with fentanyl every day in Kansas somebody dying from a fentanyl poisoning across America 250 people dying every day that's the invasion that I'm talking about uh, if Joe Biden won't do his job and he is he's derelict in his job DHS is derelict in their job then let's empower the governors to whether it's using the National Guard by whatever means necessary let's give them the power to defend their Orders and to repel this invasion,
4: we're talking to Senator slash Doctor Roger Marshall, Republican from Kansas. I'm Joe Kelly. This is the Brian Kilmeade Show. And if I can tell you that uh, my when when we were early on in the marriage uh, we were talking about kids, and I and I said, you know, I really want to name one of our if we have a son, I want to name our son Senator. Uh, that way that anytime, you know, he calls to make a dinner reservation or something like that, it's like, yes, a table for Senator Kelly, please. Uh, and, you know, that's his name, not his title. And then I thought the other child should be named doctor. You have both titles, senator and doctor. Mm-hmm. I bet you can get a table reservation anytime you want. <laughs> Joe, I, I I don't struggle as much with that as I used to. I, I got to
0: admit, I would much rather go to the carriage crossing <laughs> in uh, outside of Hutchinson, Kansas and have some chicken fried steak and potatoes where you don't need a reservation than any of the fancy restaurants in dc but um i, I do and all when, it, when it's our anniversary that type of thing i do appreciate uh, usually being able to get a reservation <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't
4: hungry until you just mentioned that and and i've still got a couple of hours before i can eat so thank you senator doctor <laughs> uh senator and dr roger marshall republican from kansas here on the brian kilmeade show senator it's a pleasure to talk to you thank you so much
0: Thanks, Joe. Thanks for giving that uh, conservatives with traditional Kansas values, American values, a chance to get on the airways. Have a great week.
4: Absolutely love it. You can join us now here on The Brian Kilmeade Show. That number, 866-408-7669. You can get more details at BrianKilmeadeShow.com. I'm Joe Kelly. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show.
3: Newsmakers and newsbreakers. Hear it first on The Brian Kilmeade Show. A talk show that's real. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show.
1: To have a a visit like that, you need a warrant. To have a warrant, you need justification. And uh, that says that no one is above the law, not even a president or a former president of the United States.
4: Nancy Pelosi, uh, this morning, that was on uh, MSNBC, talking about the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Uh, in the pre-dawn hours yesterday with heavily armed federal agents uh, with a, just a massive show of force. Uh, I guess it's a bit surprising that like the cameras from CNN weren't there. I think that's the only piece that was missing uh, from last uh, yesterday morning's early morning raid. Uh, we've also got some comments here from what we call the, the open mic. Well, I used
7: to be Democrat, but I'm a little bit ashamed to be one now.
4: Mm, yeah, all right.
7: I hope that Trump anticipated this day, and when the FBI opens up those boxes, a bunch of jokers pop up. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: wow, a very uh, sinister laugh. I find it strange that they raid our former president's home, but yet they totally oblivious to Hunter Biden and our president, Joe Biden, being compromised by China, Russia, and Ukraine. You know, if you are disinclined to call into a radio talk show, but you still want your opinion to be expressed, you still want to get it off your chest, uh, you can download the WDBO app from the App Store or from your Google Play and use a feature called the open mic uh, in that, and you can just leave a comment, and we'll be able to hear that and and be able to play that on the radio. Let's get back to the phones here at 866-408-7669. Eddie is joining us in Great Falls, Montana. Hi, Eddie. How are you?
0: Morning. How are you doing?
4: Great, thanks. What's on your mind?
0: Well, like I said before, it, just, it, it, it doesn't wash that Merrick Garland and the Justice Department is going to do something that's never been done in the history of the United States, and the White House didn't know it was going to happen.
4: So, yeah, I, I, I would agree with you that the White House may have known, but I, I, there's, there, I fully would uh, appreciate that Joe Biden probably hadn't the slightest idea.
8: Well, one does he have the slightest
4: idea? That, and, that's, that's why, that's, that, that, and that is exactly why. <laughs> Eddie, thank you. Let's go to Larry in Virginia. You're on the Brian Kilmeade Show with Joe Kelly. Hi, Larry.
10: Hey,
0: good, good morning.
4: Hi. What's your take? Yeah,
0: uh, well, my take is, I don't know, I, I served 10 years in the military. I had secret clearance.
10: They they kept track of those documents. And what I'm wondering is, why does it take a year and a half for the government to figure out that? the ex uh, the number 45 president might have some documents at his residence well he did, know, did know that i mean this,
4: this the, right this is not the first time that they have recovered documents from marilago in fact they had some 15 boxes of documents that they had recovered but they were declassified and the president has the right to declassify documents uh, but only while he's president, right? He, can't, he cannot declassify the documents now if, in fact, if, in fact, there were classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, he cannot, as an ex-president, declassify them. But he could have declassified them before he left the White House, and that would mean that the FBI is picking up you know, boxes or evidence uh, of stuff that, frankly, is not illegal to have
6: a year and a half later there. But it has
4: been a process. This is not like I said, this is not the first time. It's not it's not a year and a half that this has taken place. Uh, the the uh, the National Archives, the FBI, uh, they've been working with the Trump administration, the former Trump administration, the Trump family to get some of these documents back to make sure that none of them were classified documents that they had. But but something somewhere evidently gave the FBI Now, a reason to believe that there were more or there were classified documents somewhere at Mar-a-Lago. Thank you so much for your call, Larry. I appreciate that. My name is Joe Kelly, and uh, here in Florida, Orlando, Florida, where today it is going to be hot again. We'll get up to about 95 degrees in those afternoon sea breeze storms with a rocket launch coming up later tonight. You're listening to The Brian Kilmeade Show.
3: Live from the Fox News Radio Studios in New York City, fresh off the set of Fox and Friends, it's America's receptive voice, Brian Kilmeade.
4: It is indeed the Brian Kilmeade Show, but Brian enjoying a couple of days off, which he has certainly deserved. And I bet he would love to be here this morning to talk about the raid that took place at Mar-a-Lago early yesterday morning. It's the proverbial pre-dawn, heavily armed federal agents uh, converging upon Mar-a-Lago. My name is Joe Kelly, and I am uh, broadcasting from the Florida Freedom Zone here at WDBO in Orlando, where at the moment it's sunny and gorgeous, but we'll have some afternoon sea breeze storms later today and then a rocket launch Tonight – I don't know if you guys know this, but from from right here in Orlando – uh, from, say, the Magic Kingdom. Uh, you can see the rocket launches from the Space Coast, uh, assuming it's a clear day. But it's a lot of fun to watch. And with the tempo of launches that they've had lately at the Space Coast, honestly, after the shuttle program was retired, uh, a lot of us thought that those the, 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 the heydays, the good days of space exploration and, and launches were going to be over. In fact, there were massive job losses out there on the Space Coast. But it is so thriving today. It's really exciting to see. All of the launches, including the upcoming Artemis launch, which is going to take eventually uh, humans back to the moon. So welcome back to 1969. <laughs> We're going to the moon, my friends. All right. You can join us here on The Brian Kilmeade Show at 866 But first, I want to turn to our guest, uh, Harry Katsianis, And Harry is the president of the Rogue States Project. It's a foreign policy think tank. Harry, welcome to The Brian Kilmeade Show. Hey, Joe. Good to be with you. I'm glad you're joining us. And I always thought I had the coolest handle, at Talk Radio Joe, but yours being at Grecian Formula, I think that's cooler. Thank you. And, and with a name like Katzianis, that's that's perfect, isn't it?
11: I I hope so. It's that Greek name and merged the Greek with the graying hair, my friend. It just worked out well.
4: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now, I'm going to get into China and Taiwan and Ukraine and and some other foreign policy matters in just a moment. But first, uh, I do need to get your take on the the raid that took place at Mar-a-Lago.
11: Well, I have to tell you, Joe, unless they have Donald Trump dead to rights or they have a member of the Trump family or his organization and they have some sort of beyond question smoking gun, guess what? they just elected Donald Trump president in 2024. Yeah. I mean, I think that's just the bottom line. I mean, the American people are completely tired of federal agencies overstepping their authority. And I'm not going to go down the whole Russia Russiagate, all that stuff. I think everybody knows all that at this point. But there is a, there's such a loss of, I don't even have the right words, a, a, a lack of trust in our own institutions where, you know, look, I was born in 1979, growing up in the 80s, 90s. When you heard the word FBI, CIA, even IRS to a certain extent, you trusted them. They were a bedrock of our society. But what's happened since the Trump years? Because they don't like Donald Trump, they don't like his policies. Maybe they don't like some of the stuff he says. They've been out to get him ever since 2016. So the bottom line is, is that they better have a smoking gun. They better have that man in handcuffs and, and try to get him to jail or try him or otherwise. The Democrats are completely done. I don't have any other else, anything else to say than that. So yeah, you know, I,
4: I I had said earlier that that as I prepared for for coming on to the Brian Kilmeade show today, I was prepared to to make an argument as to why Ron DeSantis would be a better candidate uh, than than Donald Trump running for reelection or you know running again. Uh, but honestly, after the the raid at Mar-a-Lago, I I agree with you completely, and I had to rethink that. I'm like, well, no, nope, nope, not now. <laughs> now I think Donald Trump is going to, and again, unless he is in an orange jumpsuit with shackles, uh, he he has been reelected, but because of this.
11: Uh, you know, absolutely. And look, I was on. I'm I'm still on the Ron DeSantis train. I, I I like him. I have a lot of respect for him. I love what he's done in Florida. But the thing is this. MAGA wants Trump. I mean, that, that's it. I mean, when I talk to a lot of folks who are so close to Trump and his former campaign, and just a lot of the base. I mean, look, the, the Republican Party isn't a conservative base anymore. It's a populist base. And it's a populist base because of Donald Trump, because of the tens of millions of new voters that he brought into the Republican Party. They are loyal to him. And I think there would need to be a very long transition to it, that Donald Trump would have to actually be a part of to bring those voters to a Ron DeSantis or a, or, or, or Christy Noem or, or, or somebody else. So at the party is Donald Trump's party right now. That's not going to change. And like I said, if the, if the FBI doesn't have Trump, game set match. That's you know, I,
4: I, I try Harry to not let spite r- rule my life, but uh, with spite alone, uh, you know, I, I want to see Donald Trump now elected uh, once again to the white house. I want to see, Donald Trump uh, exact revenge on all of the people and institutions that have besmirched him since day one.
11: You know, me too. And, I, and, I, and this, I'll be honest with you, just to get a little personal here, this this is a little personal for me. I had a lot of friends, a lot of very, very close friends, people that are in the headlines. I don't want to get into names, but That were personally impacted by going to work for donald trump so it's it's trump it's the trump family but it's all the people that were around donald trump that went into this administration and and to be honest with you my friend a lot of these people aren't rich they're not millionaires or billionaires like donald trump they went in to serve their country to try and make the to make the nation better, to try and enact some of those Trump policies that the American people put him in for. A lot of them are were, were threatened with going to jail, were investigated, were brought in front of Robert Mueller. And I can tell you they've had to spend hundreds of thousands on lawyer fees when they did absolutely nothing wrong. They were just patriots, except they were on the wrong side of the political spectrum. They weren't liked. The media went after them. And I have friends who had to pull their, their kids out of college, that had to file bankruptcy, that had to sell their house that had to go on food stamps. So this, this vendetta against Trump, I think the American people need to understand it. It goes far more than Trump. It goes to, to the, the mid-level you know, bureaucrats who have to run the government that Donald Trump put in key positions that were slaughtered because of this. So you know what? I, I, it's personal for me, to be honest with you.
4: It certainly sounds like it. Harry Katzianis is our guest right now. He's the president of the Rogue States Project, a foreign policy think tank. And I read this morning that Apple Uh, now says that they're going to no longer say that their products are made in Taiwan and they're going to be made in China, uh, even though they're made in Taiwan. Uh, uh, Your take on that?
11: (laughs) It's the fear of the Chinese Communist Party and and the the amount of power that the Chinese have over all of our lives. I mean I am literally on an iPhone right now, to be honest, talking with you. So, so that's that's how personal it really gets. But look, the bottom line is, is that you know, go back to Trump for a second. Trump said something that was very difficult for the American people. I don't think didn't want to really sort of understand it, and the the fat cats on Wall Street didn't want to get it. Is that the United States economy is addicted to cheap Chinese goods, cheap Chinese manufacturing and the $700 billion bilateral relationship we have with Beijing. Look, we all love going to Walmart and getting our cheap goods, our cheap groceries, our cheap plastic products, cleaning supplies. But at some point, just like we saw over the last few days with this almost war over Taiwan, How much of a price are we really willing to pay for that? And how many millions of Americans would love to go back to work in in somewhat stable or even pretty stable factory jobs? You know, they might not be the best paying jobs, but there's so many Americans right now who are left behind after, after the great recession of 2008, after the economic downturn of COVID, that they would love to get a decent job. And I think there's a lot of Americans, considering the inflation that we have right now, might not be so opposed to maybe paying a couple cents more or a couple percentage points more to know that product is made in the good old usa and actually i said this to brian a a couple months ago why isn't there a law passed that has a sticker of where every product if if 50 percent or more is made in in communist china why don't the american people get to know that fact so this way you have a choice when you go to buy something and you know what i think a lot of americans would, would make the right choice and buy american. I know I do as much as I can and it's it's not easy, let me tell you.
4: Well, Harry and, and and I know I would agree that most Americans would probably be willing to pay a little bit more for products that are made in America, but poor, not now, not today, not with inflation where it is right now.
11: It's tough. It, it would maybe maybe now would be the best time to do that. I'm maybe not going to lie
4: 10 years from now maybe. 5 years maybe. Yeah.
11: You never know. You never know. I mean, inflation comes down. Let's, let's, let's hope. Let's keep our fingers crossed. But I, I think the American people are starting to wake up to the fact that China is our greatest foe. It's even a greater foe than the Soviet Union, because if you keep in mind, the Soviet Union might have had the, the 30,000 nuclear weapons, you know, 20 or 30,000 tanks. I mean, they were a military superpower. But China's military power is growing, getting closer to that every day, and their economies worth $15 trillion dollars. And it's tied to the, the, the entire planet. That makes them much more dangerous.
4: Harry, we, we, I think all of us were a little bit surprised when Russia invaded Ukraine to find that the Russian invasion force was not as supreme as we had been led to believe. Uh, China, on the other hand, uh, um, seemingly they, they've got a very impressive military system, in some cases more advanced than the, than the United States.
11: They do. And this is this is one of the reasons why I have to be honest with you. I wasn't so thrilled with Nancy Pelosi going to Taiwan because it literally puts in focus what the Chinese have been doing with their military for the last 30 plus years. The Chinese have been focused on defeating the United States Navy, Air Force and all of the bases around China in a war over Taiwan or the South China Sea. And actually, their military strategy is very simple. Day one, day second of that war, they would destroy all of our satellites in orbit they proved they can do that over 10 years ago with tests that, that shocked the whole world. They would destroy all of our bases around Asia as far as Guam. They have the missiles to do it. They've proven it through tests. They could destroy a large portion of our Air Force on the ground in a Pearl Harbor-type attack. They would de- destroy our, our command and control structures. A- and they could sink our aircraft carriers because they have thousands of ballistics cruise missiles, and now hypersonic missiles. They have focused their military for this moment. And you know what? A lot of uh, American military officials don't want to admit that fact. And that, that is what we need to be prepping for. It's important that we help Ukraine. It's important that we stay focused in the Middle East. I'm not for isolationism, for running out of those, those, those places. Absolutely not. But this is what our focus needs to be now. Because otherwise... We're going to wake up someday, God forbid, in a crisis with China, and we're going to get our butts kicked. And I don't think anybody wants to see that happen.
4: We're talking to Harry Katzianis, the president of the Rogue States Project, here on The Brian Kilmeade Show. My name is Joe Kelly. On the subject of Ukraine, are we going to get into a quagmire in Ukraine? Is this going to be an ongoing, long-term battle? A lot of people, like I said, we thought there was military supremacy with the Russians. Uh, That evidently not the case. And I think we also underestimated the tenacity of the Ukrainians – I mean, I don't want to just put this all on Russia. The Ukrainians have have really stepped up their game and they've equally surprised us with their tenacity. But but what is the end game here? I see that President Biden uh, just keeps handing over billions and billions of dollars to them with with seemingly no end in sight.
11: Well, that's the, you, know, you hit the nail on the head right here, because the, the challenge here is, is that no side has the military equipment to dominate the other. The Russians, unless they did a mass mobilization, Putin went on national TV and declares war and starts bringing in massive, you know, millions of, of new Russians into the fight with poorly trained soldiers and just throws them at Ukraine. I mean, there's no real viable way for the Russians to win. The Ukrainians are completely dependent on U.S. military gear. You've seen the HIMARS that has been very effective, those, that rocket artillery that's all over the Internet with all these viral pictures, I mean, that is really helping the Ukrainians push back and hold the line. The problem is, is the United States cannot indefinitely forever hand over its best military equipment to Ukraine to fight Russia. There's what we're doing right now. This is the dirty little secret the Biden administration doesn't want to tell people. We are literally pulling from our active stocks of our military, training the Ukrainians up on it, and sometimes in England and other places, and then giving, it them, giving that to them to fight the Russians, we can't do that forever. I mean, there, there, a lot of our military contractors are going into overdrive, you know, having factories working 24-7 to replenish those stocks. But look, we're not in a wartime economy for that. Uh, so that, that's a huge problem here. I mean, we're not able to indefinitely basically fight a proxy war against Russia. The thing I think is going to happen, though, is eventually this war will end up settling down to almost like a Korean War sort of ending. There might be an armistice where both sides disagree where the the borders are, and it could end up being this giant frozen conflict. And that's bad for an obvious reason. The war could just start up again at any time, especially if oil prices were to start jacking up again. Putin starts making a lot of money. He can reinvest that in his military. So I have a feeling this is going to be an open sore for Europe for many years to come.
4: Harry, it's been great talking to you. Harry Katsianis is the president of the Rogue States Project. You'll find him at Grecian Formula. (laughs) I love it. Harry, thank you so much. Thanks, my friend. Take care. Yep. Have a great day. Coming up, we'll get some of your phone calls. You can join us right now at 866-408-7669. I'm Joe Kelly. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show.
3: Want even more, Brian? Download the podcast at briankilmeadshow.com. Every episode, exclusive interviews on demand. More of Killmead coming up. a radio show like no other it's brian kilmeade
5: there has to be particularity in terms right. of these applications uh they have to be specific a court clearly found a uh, probable cause that there there would be classified uh material still at the residence uh, so that much we can assume there is a law that allows for punishment up to three years for concealing or retaining these types of documents. But that is a specific intent crime. Uh, It's not a negligent standard. You have to show that in this case, President Trump or some other individual specifically intended to withhold such material. We just don't know what the evidence is at this point, but those are gonna be part of the questions being asked uh, as we go forward.
4: That is Jonathan Turley from Fox & Friends this morning on the FBI search at Mar-a-Lago uh, down in Palm Beach, uh, just a little south, a little, that's a three-hour drive or so from Orlando where I am at WDBO. My name is Joe Kelly and I'm filling in for Brian Kilmeade today. You can join us at 866-408-7669. We've saved the rest of the hour for you uh, so that you can talk on the radio and tell us your thoughts. So you, you can vent, you can uh, help us come up with good ideas for where to go from from here uh, or whatever else is on on your mind, so hit us up right now at 866-408-7669 as we're here in the Florida Freedom Zone. Let's uh, start out with a call from Florida, uh, listening to WOKV in Jacksonville. Uh, just north of here, Len is on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Hi, Len. Hey, Joe. It's been a pleasure listening to you today, my friend. Thank you.
11: Yes, sir. Hey, just uh, I want to talk to you real quick about the IRS. Food for thought. If anybody
0: who is a self-employed person or a small business uh, you know, remember when
11: Joe Biden said he was going to be coming after um, any deposits over six hundred dollars, all that kind of malarkey, right? Yep. Well, to now we malarkey to use pay- a, to use a Biden yeah. word. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> then to increase the payroll of the IRS now by oh gosh, eighty-seven thousand employees. Let's yeah. say the median income is about sixty grand. Big mathematics comes to five billion, two hundred and twenty million dollars of pay you know, the payroll, and then they're going to be coming after people for money, you know, other than that. So, I mean, this is just getting really deep, man.
4: Yeah. Just, just to justify the 87,000 IRS agents, I mean, they're going to have to prove their worth, right? I mean, they're going to have to be able to, 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 at the very least, one would think, I mean, I know that in, in the regular business world, I mean, if you hire, excuse me, a whole lot of people, if those people don't produce, if they don't prove their value, their worth, then they're gone. So these 87,000 new IRS agents are going to have to find enough money out there to justify their hiring. Yeah, and they're going to be armed, right? (laughs) Uh, Well – that's, I mean, they're, they're not buying guns and ammo for nothing. Clearly, there is something afoot uh, if they're, they're loading up, they're stockpiling, they're, they're building an armory of guns and ammunition. Uh, having armed federal IRS agents does not sound like the America that I love and probably not the one that you love as well. My name is Joe Kelly. This is The Brian Kilmeade Show. More of your phone calls coming up straight ahead. Stay with us. That's a lot of malarkey.
3: The more you listen, the more you'll know. It's Brian Kilmeade.
10: Vladimir Putin, he he doesn't believe in the rule of law. Uh, she doesn't, you know, laughs at the idea of the rule
5: of law. But just like Donald Trump. You know, he's, he's not the most honest person in the world and, and not the most meticulous in obeying laws. Tomorrow is the day when you're going to want to buy the physical
11: copy of the newspaper. You're going to want to buy it and fold it carefully.
4: Perhaps the orange jumpsuit is, for, is forthcoming. This is a night where you are going to remember where you were. Yeah, this is, I, you know, I'm so sorry, but man, every time the media thinks they've got the goods on Donald Trump, Donald Trump ends up proving otherwise. They have thought this uh, since the very beginning, since, since the, the audio recording of uh, grabbing her in the thing. I mean, every single instance... The the media, the corporate media have thought, aha, we finally have the thing that is going to put the nail in the coffin for Donald Trump. Well, don't rule out Donald Trump just yet. Not so quick. And you'll recall that even Donald Trump said he could go out onto, what was it, Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and still get elected. Uh, and and I think there's something to that as well. Uh, Mark Elias is a top lawyer for Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign. And he says this morning that President Trump could be disqualified from making another run at the White House in 2024 following the FBI raid of his Florida residence. He pointed to U.S. Code Title 18 blah, blah blah that says whoever having the custody of such record, proceeding, map, document, etc., cetera, etc, cetera, uh, could be disqualified from holding any office under the United States. And therein lies the goal, isn't it? I mean, that is the whole reason, isn't it, why they're doing this, why they, they the, the, the left, the swamp, whatever you want to call it, that is why they have been uh, so relentless and their constant attacks on everything Donald Trump. My name is Joe Kelly. This is the Brian Kilmeade Show. You can join us at 866-408-7669. Let's go to, oh, let's go to West Palm Beach, Florida. Rick is joining us here on the Brian Kilmeade Show. Uh, there's a lot of excitement there in your community, Rick, yesterday morning.
0: Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Listen, the guest that you had on um, oh, about 15 minutes ago, I didn't catch his name, But he's all talking about China and Russia and them being the aggressors. I'm not worried about China and Russia. I'm worried about the the politicians that have made China and Russia what they are today. And if you put on top of that how corrupt the Department of Justice is with what Hillary got away with, what um, the Biden whole family got away with, uh, it's just – I don't care about Russia and China. I'm worried about our federal government.
4: Well, I – I think a lot of us are able to multitask and, and have concerns and thoughts about both. I, I think uh, certainly Russia and China are threats. China is a massive threat to us, particularly with the amount of production that comes out of China that heads to the United States. Uh, I mean, just the chip manufacturing alone uh, could absolutely continue to cripple the United States. We're all already limping right now because of the chip shortage, uh, but it could really cripple us uh, and, and put us into that – wheelchair uh, and maybe into the grave if, if you know, we don't get those chips out of China. So I don't, the threat is real out of China, but I do appreciate and understand what you're saying about the, the corrupt officials here in the United States. Let's go to Prescott, Arizona, where I bet it's hot as Hades today. James is on the Brian Kilmeade show. Hi, James. Hello there, Joe. It's about 80 degrees here right now. Well, that sounds quite nice, actually, but it's still very early. Yes,
9: it is. I want you to remember back to Slick Willie when Sandy Berger walked into that skiff and walked out with all of those secret top secret documents stuffed in his underwear and his socks and everything else. I didn't see any FBI heavily armed go after him and and try to run him or Bill Clinton out of office. Did you?
7: Nope. Well,
4: you know, but and I will say that that was a different time. Uh, well, well, it
9: was a different time, but it's still top-secret stuff it, that he was walking out of that skiff with.
4: You are absolutely right about that. But there that was a time in which the United States was not quite as divided as it is today. But it is acts like what the DOJ and the FBI have done in raiding Mar-a-Lago that continues to further divide the United States.
9: Yes, it does. And they're going to pay uh, – hopefully, and I pray to God that hopefully – they will there will be retribution for all of this
4: james thank you buddy appreciate that try to stay cool today let's go to salisbury vermont dennis is listening to wvmt you're on the brian kilmeade show hi dennis
7: hi joe you're doing a wonderful job filling in for brian and thank you uh, whatever they're paying you to do so it's (laughs) not enough but what they're paying me is not enough either so it all works out yeah right Right. (laughs) hey um joe um you know, I, I wonder if Donald Trump, and I want to put it past him, made 20, 30 copies of Hunter Biden's uh, hard drive and left mm. them around Mar-a-Lago and Bedminster and the Trump Tower uh, just for these purposes. And if the FBI um, launches and a, 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 goes into an investigation, goes into Trump's private residence and finds the Hunter Biden hard drive, do they have to admit what's on it?
4: Well, isn't the Hunter Biden hard drive already in the hands of the DOJ?
7: Well, well they just won't say that they have it. In in testimony last week, the FBI uh, director said that he wouldn't discuss it. And uh, now if they find his hard drive in, in Donald Trump's residence and uh, they say we found this classified information in Donald Trump's residence, uh, Hunter Biden's hard drive, then you say, prove it's Hunter Biden's hard drive. What's on it?
4: That is interesting. So what you're suggesting, Dennis, is that the FBI was not there as, as much to seek evidence of t- crimes from Donald Trump, but maybe to take evidence that could, could uh, implicate Hunter Biden.
7: No, no. What I'm saying is maybe if somebody buys enough laced Donald Trump's residence with hunter biden
4: uh, i see okay laptop
7: yeah. hard drives
8: planting evidence just in case
7: the fbi came in so that you could embarrass the fbi to the extent that they haven't already embarrassed themselves
4: interesting thoughts dennis thank you so much let's go to paul who's listening right here in orlando on wdbo paul you're on the brian kilmeade show with joe kelly
10: hey joe great job today thank you hey i i just look back you know i'm, I'm 54 years old i look back on all this stuff politically and You you had said just a few moments ago it was a different time with Sandy Berger, but the one thing that's consistent, different time or or not, is it's always the same story. And I think what's happening is also you said, uh, you used I think you said Democrats, um, when referring to where the country is and all this stuff. But I really do think it's Democrats and a lot of Republicans. I I just think the entire bunch of them are, are horribly corrupt. And I do think that's how come things are unfolding the way they are. And when I look back at Hillary Clinton and, and her scandal, and especially that guy who just got off that provided the bony dossier with the, you know, with the Russian collusion deal and, and Hunter Biden, all this stuff, you look at all of this, and then you see what they just did to Donald Trump. And as a country, I don't know how anyone, and I mean anyone, can't look at this and say, wow, this is completely corrupt. And wrong. The only guy you can trust, I think, right now happens to be Donald Trump.
4: Why? Well, you know, I, I – see, there, there's where you and I are going to differ a bit because I don't trust any of them. I don't trust any of our elected leaders, and I think that is the well, – frankly, I think that's the healthiest position that we, could, we should all have as American citizens is to love our country but to, to be wary of an oppressive uh, and overbearing government.
10: Maybe, but and, uh, and, you know, and, uh, I, and
4: and even Donald Trump. I mean, even Donald Trump, as a as a private you know businessman before you know before becoming a politician, uh, I I you know anybody who seeks that office uh, will in some way shape or form seek to benefit themselves from it, uh, and and that includes Donald Trump. It doesn't doesn't make him necessarily a bad guy. Uh, doesn't mean that, that you know you can't vote for the vote for him again, but I think every politician uh, you know is in it for themselves. Sometimes they start out, you know, they start out wanting to do what's right for their constituency, but then once they get in there in the inner workings of things, and you get under the thumb of people like Nancy Pelosi or of uh, Mitch McConnell, or you know, then then things just get crossways, and that's where. Uh, you know, a lot of distrust, I'm afraid, comes from. Paul, thank you so much for your call. Coming up in a minute, by the way, you guys got to stick around for this. Uh, there was a very near collision uh, in the air over Orlando International Airport last week that could have had devastating results. Uh, I have obtained the uh, the air traffic control audio, and I want you to hear this. And this is the, th- th- what this airliner a delta airlines flight came within eight feet of colliding mid-air uh, with a thing and i'm going to explain what the thing is and we're going to get into that and you're going to hear the atc audio and that'll be coming up next so stay with us here on the brian kilmeade show i'm joe kelly the number is
3: 866-408-7669 expanding your knowledge base it's the brian kilmeade show If
4: you're interested in it,
3: Brian's talking about it. You're with Brian
7: Kilmeade.
4: I'm Joe Kelly, in for Brian Kilmeade here in Orlando in the Florida Freedom Zone, loving every minute of it. And I, if I can geek out for just a minute, I, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. Uh, if, if you don't know much about drones, uh, the FAA does uh, license people to be drone pilots. And I am an FAA-licensed drone pilot. So I know a thing or two about drones. And, in fact, I have a bit of an illness. Perhaps I'm a bit of a droniac. I, I love I love flying my drones and and I love, uh, you know, even for the radio station, I'll be able to fly over news stories and sometimes I'll just uh, fly into weather events and that kind of stuff. It's just it's a lot of fun to be able to get that perspective. Uh, but there are especially when you're an FAA license, it's called Part 107 uh, as an FAA licensed drone pilot. Uh, there are certain things that I'm aware of. One of those is uh, in the United States, the maximum ceiling, the maximum height at which drones are allowed to fly in almost all circumstances is 400 feet. That's as, that's as high as we can go. And honestly, there are very few reasons why you need to go higher than 400 feet. Uh, most of my flights are about 150 feet. I, that's a kind of a sweet spot for me. Uh, but uh, what I want you to hear is this uh, air traffic control audio. Uh, a buddy of mine, uh, he's a, a pilot, a captain uh, with Southwest Airlines and he uh his name is rich brimer, and rich said that they had Uh, He spotted a drone and and because he knows I'm a drone pilot, you know, we're both pilots. Yeah, We hang out in the pilot lounge at the airport. Um, As he knows, I'm a drone pilot. He couldn't wait to to call me after he landed and said, man, I just saw a drone right over Orlando International Airport. Take a listen. It's a little over a minute long. Listen to the ATC audio here. The first voice you're going to hear is my friend Rich, uh, the Southwest pilot. And but listen to the last voice. And you're going to hear the Delta pilot that was in line behind, and they're they're both on approach to land at Orlando International Airport. And listen to what the Delta pilot says at the end of this. Again, it's about a minute long.
10: Orlando
0: Southwest 2060. What's well, good. Be advised, you got probably a drone just off to the right of us right now, probably about 2,000 feet on the clock.
9: He said, uh, "What else, is?
0: About 2,000 feet on the clock. It's over the lake, closer towards I-4. And- closer towards the Florida hospital. Civilized
9: 2860 and uh, you said at 2,000 feet and what size? A drone. What what type of drone? Do you know if it's like a fixed wing or uh, one of those quad uh, helicopters? The quad. Color? It
10: appeared to be white.
9: And do you know uh, what direction it was going? It was hovering. And um, about how far off the of, uh, final? I know mean, you said right of final, just uh, about, how far, uh, far out? Uh, I feel like
10: problem.
11: that probably within 1,000 feet, maybe 2,000 feet off to the right.
9: 2860, thank you, sir. Delta 1746, Orlando, caution. a uh, white quad drone was reported at 2,000 feet on final, right of center line. Runway 18 right, cleared to land. Wind 110 I'll tell you
11: what, 1746, he just missed our windshield. Delta
9: 1746, Rogers, did you have to do any uh, maneuvers? Uh, negative, it was too late. I mean, he missed us by eight
4: feet. Eight feet. From the windshield of a Delta airliner on approach to Orlando International Airport. Now, as a drone pilot, that strikes fear in me because it's ding-dongs like the person who is piloting that drone who is going to ruin it for, for anybody else who legally and respectfully flies drones And I don't know what a drone would do hitting a windshield of of an airliner. I don't know if it would just bounce off or if it would go right through the windshield and kill a pilot. But if it's the latter, we narrowly missed a major aviation disaster in Orlando last week. It's chilling to hear that. And we're only going to get more drones in the air in the future and not fewer drones in the future as more and more hobbyists are taken to the skies and as more and more businesses, Amazon, Walmart, and others are, are going to be using drones uh, to fly goods, uh, I say goods and services, you really can't fly a service, but they're, they're going to be flying products, you know, around the nation to people. But, you know, we drone pilots are supposed to operate in the sub 400 feet uh, airspace and, uh, and not above 400 feet and at the moment the faa really does not have a way to track who is flying that drone but the faa is going to require in the in the months ahead uh, they're going to require remote identification transmitters in both the drone and the controller there's two components to flying a drone right the drone and then the controller that the drone pilot is holding down on the ground at the at the moment, there's no way for an FAA agent or a police officer or anybody to figure out where the drone pilot is standing while flying that drone. But the controllers in the coming years, I think I think it's 2023 or 2024 when they're going to require it. Uh, the FAA will be able to look up if they see a drone, for example. Uh, if you've ever used your phone your camera phone to swipe a menu somewhere right you show your camera uh your smartphone on a on a qr code and it pops up a menu at a restaurant post pandemic that kind of stuff well they'll be able to look up into the sky and with their phone they'll be able to see the id on the drone that they're looking at and with that it'll be attached, if you will, identified with the controller and the controller will also transmit their location, which means they'll be able to find exactly where that drone pilot is standing and arrest him, uh, put him in jail and make an example of him for threatening the lives of everybody that is on that airliner. And uh, hopefully we're not going to have any major disasters like that. Uh, but man, that is—that was a, a scary moment. To be sure, you could hear it in the voice of that Delta Airlines pilot as the ATC asks, "You know, did you have to make any kind of ev- evasive maneuvers?" And he says, "We just didn't have time." And it came within eight feet of the windshield. My name is Joe Kelly. You've been listening to the Brian Kilmeade Show. He'll be back uh, well uh, next week. He'll probably t- oh tomorrow. Well, that's great news. Brian Kilmeade is going to be back tomorrow, uh, right here on the Brian Kilmeade Show. You can find out more information. Go to the go to BrianKilmeadeShow.com. Uh, if you want to find out more about me, go to at Talk Radio Joe. It has been an honor and a pleasure, as always, to fill in for Brian. And I hope you guys have a wonderful and blessed rest of your day. No doubt you're going to hear a lot more about the Mar-a-Lago in, uh, invasion.